2: We have a huge show chock full of the good stuff um, that we can fit into one hour. And first, um, he's already been on TV once today at 12.30 a.m. and now he's back on our show. The lovely Seth Myers is here.
3: <laughs> uh, I love
2: him so much. And he's here to talk about his brand new children's book which is so good. I've read it, I love it. But first, it's a difficult time out there and so we wanna work extra hard for you to give you a big dose of good news that we could all use so let's hit the headlines. for Drew's News, your daily pop, pop, pop of the good news bubble wrap. <laughs> and with me at the desk, my little bubblicious, effervescent co-pilot, Ross Matthews. Pop, pop, pop. Hi, everybody.
4: Hi. 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 hi pop, pop. pop. pop, pop, pop.
2: That is so satisfying. You know, the bubble
5: wrap? Yeah. I still do it, I'm 42 years old. You guys still do it when you get that bubble wrap? Pop, 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 pop,
2: pop. <laughs> um, well, make sure you stick around to the end of the show because um, we have another blood pumping round of pop quiz. Oh, I love a pop quiz. That's right, pay attention everyone because one lucky member
5: of our audience is gonna be put to the test. We'll ask you three questions about today's show and if you get it right, you're gonna win a
2: thousand dollars. We're gonna give it away. Just give it away. Yeah, I know. I'm I so love excited. It. I love when people win. Okay, first up, we've got people's latest cover boy. Oh no! Here it is. Here we go. <laughs> it's Stanley Tucci. Yeah. There's an interview where Stanley talks about beating cancer and how his friends and his wife, Felicity, got him through it. And he talks about being a sex symbol at age 61. He says it's so wonderful. He says, I don't quite get it, but I'm very glad. And people want a hoochie coochie with the Tucci. And
5: how cool that like at 61, Stanley is now a sex symbol. And you know what that means, you guys? in like 20 years, you're all gonna be fantasizing about this. Okay, I have, I'm telling you, we already are. Trend alert, stay tuned. All right, hey, next up, we all know the Brits love their high tea, right? But it was an American who just managed to host the highest high tea on record. Listen to this, CNN Travel Reports' Andrew Hughes hosted a tea party at the very tippy top of Mount Everest. Yeah, the tea and cookies at 21,312 feet. He said he missed his climbing community so much during the pandemic, they swore that when they could get back together, they'd do something special. So he decided tea on the mountaintop. and he even managed to haul Girl Scout cookies all the way from Seattle. He purchased them from the Girl Scout troop 6,000, the troop that serves young girls right here in New York City's shelter system. Yeah. I mean, the top of Mount Everest. I read this story that he had tea at the top of Mount Everest and you know what I thought about? What? Me last weekend in a hotel, Uber Eats uh, ordering Starbucks because I was too lazy to even get out (laughs) of
2: my hotel room and this man's on the top of Mount Everest? I know. I love also like the question of would you climb Everest for a thin mint?
5: I love it. Me too. All
2: right, well next up, we've got a brand new food holiday coming to New York City this Sunday. It's today's Food News! All right, this story is very personal for me. Um, Veg News reports that New York is joining 40 other cities and states, declaring March 20th Meat Out Day. So to celebrate, you just drop the meat for one day and explore the awesome world of plant-based foods out there. The holiday was declared by Mayor Eric Adams, who is also responsible, and this was news to me, making Monday's meatless at all 1,700 public schools in New York City. I didn't know that. Yes! That's very cool. Revelation and a revolution. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Here to celebrate our own meatless menu, please welcome all the way from corn headquarters, my best friend, Chicken. Yeah. Where's Chicken? Oh. <laughs> Hi! Oh my God, what'd you bring? Oh my gosh, chicken. This is my best friend, everybody. We just did a commercial together and um, and uh, we are best friends and we're going, yeah, that's our commercial right there, Oh, look chicken. at you. Look, there we are. Chicken, are you excited about meat out day? Oh. I am too. Here, Chicken. Oh, I want one. And that's the line at the end of our commercial because you wouldn't eat your best friend. Aw. Oh, -hmm. these are Corn's meatless nuggets, and I'm um, actually their CMO, chief mom officer, but I'm a partner now there because I believe so much in their product. Drew, I'm sold. Get your own. Oh my gosh. Mm. We'll be right back with a podcasting phenom who's one of Rossi's best friends. It's Nikki. Nikki With more Drew's news and a fantastic guest and dear friend of Rossi. That's
5: right. I am so excited. Her award winning, groundbreaking podcast, Dying for Sex, has been downloaded 10 million times and counting. (laughs) I know. Uh And now, she hosts the brand new podcast, Call Me Curious, that features uh, hot topics and explores mysteries out in the world. She also happens to co-host a podcast called Straight Talk with Ross Matthews. Hello, hi. Please welcome Nikki
2: Boyer. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. I love you, both. My two best girls here, are right at the same time. I, I think we're going to be both at your wedding as well. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: So you guys know Drew Barrymore is my flower girl at the wedding.
2: Okay. <laughs>
5: And Nikki is officiating I the wedding. I am,
6: I am so honored. I don't think we've told anybody yet. We have. I'm haven't. very excited.
5: Because I was with Nikki when I met
6: my fiance, Welly. How oh, cute is that? We're... I know we were on the rooftop of this beautiful hotel, and I spotted him in the corner, and I was like, hmm, what's going on over there? And then after you met him, you had a brief moment, and I looked at Ross and I said, You just met your husband. <gasps> She did right. High five! Isn't Uh that so great? Like I had a feeling, I I knew it. We met back in what 2007, I think. Yeah, this is at the the Golden Globes.
5: This is the day I met Nikki, and she wrapped her leg around me. Do you see that? My kind of girl. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I didn't give him a choice if he was going to be my friend or not. I was like, we're doing this. I like to koala on the eucalyptus tree myself. But, <laughs> um, and so we met on the red carpet, and then it's been 15 years
5: since We've then. We've been great friends forever. We always work together. Yeah. And I will tell you this Nikki and I are hosting the Ambi Awards, which is like the Podcast Academy Awards this year. Wow. <laughs> Very exciting. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I don't know if you know this, but Nikki one podcast of the year last year for Dying for Sex. I
6: I know, it was such an honor. I was so blown away by it. That must have felt good. It felt amazing and for many reasons. Obviously just to be honored for storytelling and and also the podcast was about something very, very near and dear to my heart. So you're gonna love this. I hope you listen because it's called Dying for Sex and it's about, my best friend Molly and she was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer. So she decided to do something really bold. So she left her marriage of 15 years and decided to go on a sexual journey and finding herself. So it's not just about sex, it's about love, it's about friendship and it's about finding what you wanna do with the time you have left.
2: Wow, I I have to admit that's, um... That, setting that tone is extraordinary. Thank you.
5: My friend, look at my friends. They're so amazing. look at Molly too, right? Uh, Well, speaking of stories, Nikki, actually, (laughs) would you
6: be kind enough to tell our next story? I would love to. I'm excited about the story. Of course, everything's wedding related. Uh Um, So if you're thinking of popping the question, there's a brand new way to do it, my friends. The New York Times reports that people have moved on from the flash mob to the Proposal Party. The Proposal Party is a secret gathering of your friends and your family, um, where your beloved is under a false pretense of why they're coming to the party
2: and then you surprise them with a proposal. Doesn't that sound fabulous? Well. No. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wait, no? This uh, gives me anxiety. <laughs>
6: <laughs> um, wait, why? Because
2: um, I've been pressured into things in my life and I think when a lot of people are there watching, you feel oblige to not let the moment go wrong. And then before you know it, you might find yourself in a situation that you are not certain about, but feel, you know, pressured into (laughs) because there's a whole group of people staring at you. Oh, that you're gonna say yes because grandma and aunt (laughs) Helen are staring at you? Really?
5: I never thought of, oh God, I never thought about that. I You're know. Right.
2: I'm, and I, for some reason, I'm only thinking about that. <laughs> I don't, it makes my head tingle. Yeah,
5: you know, I thought kind of differently though. Okay, I, you uh, give give the devil's advocate. Well, I just thought like, when I proposed to Welly, it was yes. the height of the pandemic and we did it on Zoom and I surprised, Well, I told him we had a Zoom happy hour with friends, but I had this one, Nikki Boyer. Navigate it. She it navigated. She navigated and hosted the whole thing. And I have to say, before that happened, I would have rolled my eyes at something like that. But yeah. then once I got to host the
6: party and invite the family members in and we all got to talk beforehand and then Wellie and Ross popped up on the screen and then it sort of all unfolded so beautifully. I was like, oh, this is magical.
5: <laughs> Thank you. All right. Next up- you know, we like to tackle the really important questions at this desk. Questions like, are tall skinny dudes the best cuddlers? <laughs> well, a writer at InStyle investigated this story and so many people are hot to trot for tall noodlemen like Pete Davidson, Machine Gun Kelly, they like them. And the writer of the article herself, loves a cuddle with a good Gumby-like man. But <laughs> it turns out there is no scientific evidence that this is true, I know. But there is science behind cuddling It's good for you. It increases your feel-good hormones, and I know you two are two of the most tactile people I know. I'm very affectionate. Yeah, I touch people
2: that I shouldn't probably touch. (laughs) I am way too enthusiastic and way too grabby. You know who's someone I do know that I like to cuddle? Who? My best friend, Chicken! Oh, come here! Twenty-seven-time Emmy nominee and one of the funniest men in late night. His newest project is a children's book inspired by his very own family. Please welcome the amazing, hilarious, my old friend Seth Meyers. <laughs> Do you think we were when we first met on like SNL?
7: Um, I think you were probably 25 and I was like 13. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I mean, you must have No, well, so I was 27 when I started the show. So I bet you were there the first few years. So 28, 29.
2: Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's crazy. It's been a really long it's time. It's been a really long time. I mean, I remember us being at like after parties, you know, like young, carefree. Yeah. You know? I get
7: hung over thinking about those parties.
2: I stopped drinking. Yeah. I I had such a good time at those after parties. They were so fun. Yes. Okay, well, we were talking upstairs about the fact that you just had Letterman um, celebrating 40 years of late night. Yes. I mean, how was that? You know I love him. Yes.
7: It was a lovely conversation and it did. It was the 40th anniversary of you know, the late night franchise. And of course it wouldn't be around if it wasn't for him. So it was a cool thing to do. I mean,
2: that was where I developed. Yeah. That was where I developed my crush for him was on late night, was on your beloved franchise. Yes. I thought he was so hot.
7: I know, I, you know, fingers crossed. There's someone out there who's developing a crush on me based on late night. Possible, right? Seth,
2: I remember from <laughs> SNL when we were all young, everyone always had crushes on Oh, thank on
7: you. you so much. I'm gonna, that's what I'll tell my kids tonight. Yes, you should. And you know what? <laughs> Mommy isn't the only one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Women have been hot for me forever.
7: Anyway, where's your duck?
2: You were such a catch. And you married a beautiful woman. And I, you did. I did. And you fell madly in a love. Very,
7: I did a very good job. Yeah. She's a real catch. And we, we're making good kids. And I think that's how you know. Uh, there she is. That's, um, and that's a hat she wears every day.
2: Can I ask, like, when you first met her, did you know? Was it a love at first sight? Was it a friendship first? It,
7: well, so it's a true story. You know, uh, we met at Chris Kattan's wedding. You remember Chris Kattan. I course. just saw
2: Chris at Jimmy's, oh, at Fallon. Oh, yeah,
7: there you go. He was just there. And
2: he and I have a, a, a saying called rooftops because he and I both got drunk with a bunch of friends and jumped off rooftops together. Yeah. So that's like- I
7: think it's really good you stop drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Roo- rooftops?
2: Every time we see each other, rooftops! <laughs> In all fairness, it was into pools. <laughs> it was into pools. I probably should have added that's, that. Yeah, that's
7: a very good thing to add.
2: So you're at Catan's wedding. Yeah, so, wedding. but this is a
7: true story. We met the first night, uh, you know, Friday rehearsal dinner night, and then we sat next to each other at the wedding, and people, we were such a uh, immediate fit that people were asking us, like, how long have you guys been together? And we were like, oh, we met yesterday, so.
2: That's what I see. It's like you guys look like two human puzzle pieces.
7: Yeah. Well, or as Rachel Dratch said that day, because she was at the wedding, uh, she goes, oh my God, you look like brother and sister. I'm like, don't say that.
2: Now, I want to just ask some advice and selfishly take a moment. Um, I I I never when we were younger and single and free and like just, you know, getting started, revving our engines. And I never knew that we would be sitting here. I know, right? And I would be asking like talk show advice. Crazy, right?
7: Not only are we parents, we both have talk
2: shows. I mean, what did you, what have you learned since day one of the show until now? What's like the overarching aha moment that may have taken years to learn, but now you know.
7: I think people don't wanna watch you as a host stress in real time about how the show's going. Because in the early days of the show, every monologue joke that didn't work, I feel like the audience could see on my face, like, ugh. And I just don't think, especially when you're watching a show like mine at 1230 at night, they don't wanna see some host white knuckling it through a monologue. (laughs) Um, And so it was just like giving myself the permission to be comfortable with it and know that not everything is going to be the best joke people have ever heard, but that there'll be humor in watching maybe the worst joke they've ever heard uh, go badly in a room full of people. And so that is a thing that, you know, I think Carson did better than anyone, Johnny Carson. um, And then second place, Carson Daly. I was on
2: his show many times. (laughs) Yeah, I cannot believe that's the craziest thing. 1982, Carson. Yeah. And then I did a show many times. That's amazing. How many times do you think you did Johnny Carson? Probably five, six, seven. And I also did it with uh, Joan Rivers and Jay Leno when they would sub in for him. Okay, so what are your favorite segments of your show now?
7: Well, you know, we have this segment called The Closer Look that is like 15 minutes, 12 to 15 minutes every day. And it's just so nice to know that's gonna be the sort of the meat of our show and the, the biggest part of our writing any day. And it just helps us, you know, process the news of the day. And then we do sillier things. We did a thing last night that's sort of new called Surprise Inspection, where we read all the worst monologue jokes that our writers turned in over the course of a month. Oh and my
2: God! They don't,
7: they don't know they're doing it, and we show their pictures. And um, they're, really, they're mostly like just terrible puns or massively offensive. And uh, that's a very fun thing to do. <laughs>
2: Okay, there's another segment that people love called Day Drinking. Yeah, Day Drinking. I used to be a huge day drinker. I mean... I liked partying early and ending early. Yeah. Um, so, Rihanna uh, did Day Drinking with you. 18 million views this has. Yeah. What was that like?
7: I think 9 million are for me and 9 million are for you. <laughs> uh,
3: that was...
7: Uh, look, it was... It was an exceptional, it was an exceptional afternoon. She's a really wonderful, down-to-earth person and she was really, it was great to afternoon booze with her, I gotta say. Oh my
2: God, what a bucket list trip! Also, the other thing true. is
7: I, uh, I, this I think speaks to the fact that I'm uh, older than Rihanna. Um, at the end of that, I went home and fell asleep in my hallway, outside. <laughs> outside my apartment door and I'm pretty sure she went out. Yeah.
2: And, like, started a new business.
7: Oh, yeah, right. She went out to, like, have, like, meetings with, yeah. like, angel investors. Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> OK. Um, we're going to go to commercial break. I'm so excited about our next segment. We're going to bring out our dear friend of the show, Leo Kelly, um, who's going to review your book. Oh, I'm so excited. I've read it. I right. love it. So let's celebrate your book when we come back. And Leo is a mixologist, um, and he's proud mocktail just for you all right it has to do with the word bear we'll be right back
1: (laughs) okay it's time to commit Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
2: Welcome back. I'm here with my dear old friend and my absolute hero, Seth Meyers. And joining us is uh, the Shirley Temple King himself and my other dear friend, Leo Kelly. Woo!
3: Leo, I understand you've created a special beverage in honor of Seth's book? Yes, thank you so much for having me and it's great to meet you.
7: Great to meet you too.
3: (laughs) So I absolutely love the book that you made, I'm Not Scared, You're Scared. So I created a special drink, it's in the Shirley Temple universe, it's called the Black bear E Shirley Temple, inspired (laughs) by my favorite character in the book, Bear.
7: I love it, very, very clever.
3: All right Leo, show us how it's done. So, you're gonna take a glass, put some ice, and now we're gonna take some black bear E seltzer. That's mm-hmm. right, girl. So just add that in. All right, and then we're gonna take our black bear E syrup. Okay. And now let's just do it until you think it's right. Not too dark, but not too light. I
7: really like that you're not like bossy about it. Just do it until you think it's right. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and now let's add a squirt of lime juice. Okay. okay. You can do as much as you want. I went, I went big on the lime because I love a little of that fresh okay. citrus. So this is still in the Shirley Temple universe, and you mm-hmm. know, and as you know, Shirley Temples require cherries.
7: Yes, of course. So it let's is...
3: add a cherry or two.
7: Okay, I'm going to do two, right? Same.
2: I'm going for the whole thing, yeah.
7: And then, is it cool to just drink the cherry?
3: Yeah. Oh! We're not. I like cherries.
7: All that's all good sugar.
3: Yeah. Fresh cherry <laughs> juice. Yeah. So now, um. We'll add some actual, f- the fruit, black bear ease. Yeah, black
7: bear genius. I love so, it.
3: Let's add uh, as many as you want, I'm gonna add three. Again, as okay, many three. as you want, I love
7: like... This isn't like, I've gone to bartending school and they're way worse than this. <laughs> they are like very specific. When, now, when did you read the book?
3: Uh... I read the book, um, I read it with my uh, younger brother and my sister. Last night and the day before, because that book you can never never get sick of. It's so much adventure, and there's many different ways that you can look at it. There's many different angles. There's friendship, there's courage, there's bravery, and there's adventure. And I really like the adventure part.
7: You now, I want to stress something. Leah was not paid to say any of that, <laughs> but but I am, I am gonna slip him a little something after the show. <laughs>
3: Cheer Cheers.
7: Cheers! that. <laughs> Thank you so yeah, much. I love that. I'm regretting you haven't been with me for this entire press tour.
2: Thank you. Leo, I just love you so much. I'm so glad that I've been able to find you in this world. Such a great partner. In fact, I'd like to get your take on something. Now, I pulled up a few pictures because I need some parent advice because I'm, <clears throat> I'm the bear here. I'm a little afraid. My daughter, Frankie, is turning eight. Uh, she's one of those kids that loves um, like death and cemeteries and asks about the afterlife all the time. Mm-hmm. And this is the cake she wants. All right. And I'd like to show you a series of invitations. Um Ooh, I like This one. is one option. She wants everyone to be, we've come up with the word spooky because death, I thought I was like, I don't know how to send that out to parents. <laughs> yeah, like, no, spooky is. She's good. like, no, I want a death theme. I'm like, I'm scared as a parent to scare other parents. So that's one ob- uh, option. Here's another, this is kind
3: Ooh. of more where she's at. Okay. I like the first one, I'm just saying. I really like the first one. And also, in the Monster Mash, it never says anything about Halloween. So at the party, you could just be blasting it all day. Mm-hmm. I love that. And, and we wanna make it a costume
2: party. Yes. I love um, it. Yeah. And, uh, but she really wants everyone, she's like, I just am worried if you say it's a costume party, people are gonna come as princesses. I don't want any princesses says, I only want death. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like, how do I put that on an invitation?
3: Death dress code?
7: Spooky costumes. Spooky. Yeah, I think it's a spooky costume.
3: Oh, and before I go, I have to ask you a few questions. Let's do it. So when you were a kid, what was your fear and how did you overcome it?
7: I was very afraid of going too fast in anything. For example, when I would go skiing, my brother, who's younger than me, would just race down the mountain and I was very, like, sort of locked into the snowplow position. And it did take me a long time to have the courage to get up on stage in front of people, which is one day, Leo, you will be able to get up in front of people. Oh, (laughs) son of a gun. You're already doing it. Leo, you are way ahead of where I was.
2: (laughs) The perfect question, Leo partner in crime, Leo Kelly, thank you for helping me navigate this show as well as life and your beautiful bear, blackberry cocktail. And Seth Myers, I'm Not Scared, You're Scared, which is such an amazing book, is now out everywhere. Grab a copy and enjoy the read. And Seth, I just, I'm so excited to be doing this with you. Who knew life would bring us here? I'm so glad it did.
7: It was absolutely a wonderful day to spend with you. Thank you so much. So great. great to You
2: a delicious meal for your family and we have a new segment we're running and it's seven minutes to make. Which I love yeah. because we've done, we've written a cookbook together, yeah. we've been together for years, but there's something about that like, if you can do this in seven minutes,
4: it takes all the fear out of it. Absolutely, and you know, some dishes you wanna take your time with and then sometimes you just want something like quick and zippy and we've got the perfect recipe for you guys today. All right, well to prove it to you, we have a timer.
2: All right, so are you ready?
4: Uh, sure. Let's begin! <laughs> All right, you've got the timer Pilar, and timer. go, you're driving. Okay, so what we're making today is a shrimp and sharmoula sauce over a bed of couscous, Drew. So what you have here is some um, chicken stock. You can use plain water as well, and we're gonna pour in that couscous. Give it a good stir, just like Drew did. I'm gonna pop in some salt and then pop the cover in and turn it off, forget about it. So now we're gonna move on to the shirmoula sauce. It is this wonderful North African uh, herb sauce. You basically have everything, I promise you, in your pantry to make this. I'm gonna move that. So we have chopped cilantro and chopped parsley, a little bit of coriander, cumin, red chili flake, the pantry's just given us today, smoked paprika, hot paprika, and a little bit of salt. You mix that all together. I love a Hungarian paprika And then we're gonna micro-zest a little bit. One garlic, one garlic clove. Wow, that really zested super quickly. We're gonna pour in that olive oil, Drew. I'm gonna give this a mix. You got this, keep on mixing. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, ready? And this is really, this sauce, guys, is amazing. It's like punchy, it's verdant, it's like just really, really beautiful and, and it's super, super addictive. So you're gonna mix that in. The Addictive. last two things um, is your citrus, and we're gonna add that in a little bit. I only like to add my citrus to my shermola right before when I'm gonna use it. Basically. Is that because it'll like cook, ferment, it'll what does basically it do? start to discolor um, the, the sauce a little bit, and I really wanna make sure that it's as bright and beautiful as possible. So now we have a pan, about a tablespoon of olive oil. You got your peeled and deveined shrimp, and I am a good peeler and deveiner. If anybody needs, you're a pe- so
2: quick. Thank with your, you. I really pride it. myself. I mean, it's
4: amazing. So give it I'm a like, shake.
2: You need peeling
4: and deveining. Give it to me. I'll Give do your it. shrimp a shake so that it's all on one layer, and then we're gonna season it, Drew, with salt and a little bit of cracked black pepper. And so just let that shrimp go. Okay, so what we're gonna do here, so this is kind of a specialty pantry item. It's called preserved lemon. If you don't have it, you can use regular lemon, but it's actually a really easy and fun uh, kitchen project to make. It's basically, you take a lemon, you put it in a jar, you put it in a salt solution, you make some slits, and the lemon basically starts to essentially um, pickle itself, which is really nice. Um, and then you can add it into all your sauces. We have it here in our shrimp. Um, it's wonderful in salads as well. And then Drew, right on cue, we're gonna flip that shrimp. Flip that shrimp. Flip that shrimp. And as you can see, it's starting to get that's giving really me a nice. Real king. hard time. <laughs> That color is really good. Yeah, this color is perfect. It, it smells really great and you really don't want to overcook your shrimp.
2: People don't like to overcook a shrimp. I don't mind. I like my I like my my fish and meat a little tough or yeah. I like it
4: raw. I'm an extremist. I don't know what to say. <laughs> All right, how long we have? All right. So, that's three probably more gonna, 3 more minutes. Oh, perfect. We've got plenty of time, now. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> so, Shrimp is really great for when you're like doing a quick and easy dish. This sauce, we're gonna use it two ways. So we're only gonna put half in. Half! And the reason, Drew, So you can use it as a marinade for like fish and for meat, but the reason why I don't like to use it as a marinade for this is because I'm searing that shrimp and I don't want the herbs to burn, right? I wanna keep that vibrancy. Don't let those herbs burn! (laughs) Drew, you should have water right beside you. Yes, I do. And so we're making a little bit of a pan sauce and I'm gonna pour that in. All the water? Let's do half of that water for now. (laughs) I really like this uh, this call and repeat thing. It's on. kind of what we do in our own kitchen. <laughs> and you're basically gonna let that go and cook down. Two minutes. I'm gonna give it a quick
2: taste. This really is Kalara and I in the kitchen. She's casual and I look nuts. <laughs> this is so true to our life. So maybe give
4: your sauce a little bit of a quick taste, Drew, um, and I'm gonna add a little bit of lemon juice on there. Lemon like. juice in the shrimp? at it. Just a little bit. Oh my God. All right. Okay, now we're plating Whoa, central. I was not expecting that I'm much. I'm gonna turn that punch. off. So, right at this point, Drew, the couscous. <laughs> Sorry, but <laughs> like, wow! Wow in a good way? <laughs> yes! All right, so the couscous is all steamed and you're gonna fluff it with a fork. And the reason why I use, I like to use a fork is because then it doesn't mush things up. It yeah, don't crush use it. a spoon. Don't use a spoon. It will
2: crush Look how the little tiny that is. balls. So beautiful. Um, and one right. minute, nobody wants
4: that. One minute left. We're plating up, Drew. So ah! You got this. Chill. It's nice. It's chill. It's easy. How you doing, Drew? You know what? I'm doing really You're good. you good? Yeah, yeah, actually. And then, basically, please do not forget all that beautiful sauce that you worked so hard on. <sighs> you son of a. You got this. Yeah, huh. Ooh, okay, I'm
2: doing like a thing where I'm getting the sauce all over the thing. And then, and then I'm gonna do my shrimp because I know it's gonna splatter everywhere and plating is a part of my important, like I, I take, pride in my plating. I take a lot of pride in my plating.
4: That looks beautiful. Oh my uh, God, 50 seconds! And, <laughs> and then don't forget to dollop your fresh shermoulah. Yeah! Ooh. <laughs> See, there's, there's no one right way. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Pilar. Go to the I'm like, for the full recipe and make sure
2: to pick up a copy of Pilar and I's beloved love child labor of love. Rebel the psychological thriller that has us all on the edge of our very seat. Um, Severance is the new hit show everyone is talking about. It's on Apple TV, I've seen it. It's really, really amazing. Check this out.
8: They look like houses, right? That's how houses look.
7: Yeah, exactly, because these are random board doodles.
8: Well, maybe they're on the outside and Petey found a way to get to them.
7: So why would they be on a map of the severed floor?
8: It could be a thing, you don't know.
7: It's not a thing.
8: Clearly, he was trying to tell you something. Uh, No. Go like a boot, Mark. You're more loyal to this place than to your friend. Please welcome Bryn Lower. I'm
2: so excited that you're here. Adam Scott, your leading man, was just here. We were talking about the show. I've been watching it. It's insane. It is yeah. very different. And I love that. Yeah. And I guess everybody else does too.
8: That's what I'm hearing. I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's an office thriller with an odd sense of humor. Okay, so is it true that you and your mom did like face painting together? It's true, yeah. And I, I actually, when I lived here in New York, my just starting out as an actor, that's how I paid for my groceries. So I, I escaped being a starving artist by painting kids' faces.
2: Um, wow, that's so cool. Okay, something else we have in common that I'm really excited to ask you about is RVing. When I was 19, I discovered life on the road. Um, and, but it's the most sort of liberating, um, I I think it's the ultimate form of freedom. Why do you like it?
8: Well, uh, I think anytime I'm experiencing loss or heartbreak or need to heal, I like to get on the road because it's this meditation of watching the miles go by. And I, well, the other thing that I like to do with it is I go and I find a small tenting circus and I watch the circus. And it's this sense of awe and wonderment. I mean, I just like to feel like I'm a kid again and sit in the audience.
2: Is it true that you also hopped in your RV, like you said, if you're having heartbreak or loss, like this is a breakup sort of cure all for you? Yeah. Also, I saw something on your Instagram I wanted to pull up. Okay. Is this due to a breakup response as well? You dyed your armpit hair blue.
8: Yeah. You know, it's just a, like a little bit of subtle anarchy. Blue armpits. Yeah, I was, I was going th- uh, through a breakup.
2: I mean, I've created total anarchy. One boyfriend was just a jerk, and I went and spray painted his car no. in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah. What color? Um, I just used black. And he called me the next day and he's like, did you do this? And I was like, no. <laughs> but guess what?
8: I did. Um, I'm impressed by you. That's That takes a lot to get the spray paint off of a, an automobile. It was the funnest night
2: too. <laughs> we like blasted Cypress Hill and did it in the middle of the night. And I don't know, it just, the whole thing felt really good.
8: I kind of want to like, spray paint something together. I kind of want to
2: like have two people break up with us and see what you and I would do. We could Thelma and Louise did a little bit. What do you think? Yes! You and me? (laughs) So, tell us about uh, Severance. Um, It's a really interesting show. It's very avant-garde, very unique. It's really popular with people right now. And is it true that I wanted to relate to you again <laughs> that you work in a windowless room in it because we 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 don't see the daylight here. Yeah. Ever.
8: Yeah. Well. Yeah. We. So the office is built in this way to make you feel a certain way, and the audience. Uh, you know, it, it takes you on this journey of yeah. You're, it's windowless, fluorescent lighting. Uh, We were all going a little bonkers, wearing masks and shields, no windows, and all of a sudden, one day, someone left the outside door open. We were filming in the Bronx, and a very friendly chicken walked onto our soundstage. Out of nowhere, starts making itself at home. It's, like, sitting on the sound booth. They're feeding it strawberries. It goes outside, and and someone's like holding an umbrella. This oh my is, God, that's yeah. the chicken? That's the chicken. I have six chickens, I gotta say, that mm-hmm. is a real looker. And so, look, it's sitting on someone's shoulder. Look, Oh my this God. Uh, I love that like holding, holding the umbrella. We all became so endeared by this chicken who had just arrived, this random arrival of a chicken at our soundstage, and it brought everyone so much joy. You could see, you know, their smile above their masks, and. It, it was the perfect metaphor for this show where a lot of bizarre things happen in Severance. And I think the the art meets life of it all, we all kind of came to work like, ooh, what, what kind of weird, weird, odd thing might happen on our, our well, set? Much
2: like the circus, like little odd moments or just to see like the beauty in a moment like that, to be moved for from it, you know? I mean, I would be so thrilled if a chicken came through this set. Yeah. Actually, my best friend Chicken is here somewhere. <laughs> Britt Lower, I'm so honored that you have come on our show Severance is streaming now on Apple TV Plus with new episodes dropping every Friday. We'll be right back. So-
5: Shanner, Fiona. Oh, over
4: there. Hi, come on over here.
5: (laughs) Yeah, it's 360. Look at the white pants, chic with the boots. Yes. Cute.
2: Oh Oh, you like the reveal? Fiona, you are so so head-to-toe, beautiful, oh, and chic. You. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want correctly answer three questions about today's show, you could win a thousand dollars. What do you think?
5: I'm excited. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. okay.
2: All right, you have to go special. All right, first up, the highest tea party
5: on record was just held on top of which mountain?
8: Mount Everest.
5: That's right. <laughs> One question, right? You got to get two more correct. Drew is stretching. She's stressed out. I'll stretch
8: with you.
2: I get really nervous and excited. Okay, second question. What am I doing at Ross's wedding? Oh, you're the flower girl. Yeah. All right, you got two right. I do. I get nervous.
5: (laughs) Hi, you're so funny. Okay, third question for $1,000. How long does the shrimp dish Drew and Pilar cooked take to make?
8: It's coming to me. Uh huh. Was it seven minutes? Yeah!
2: Thank you, thank you. You won $1,000 and thank you for making it happen because I get really upset <laughs> when it doesn't work out. So I'm glad for you and thank you for me and my heart. Congrats. Um, all right, you guys, seriously, thank you for choosing to spend your time with us. We made this show for you, so-